Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. The song is called Mystery Lady by Masego and Don Tolliver. And then we'll get into the program. Thank you for joining us. All righty, welcome to episode 95 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here today with the momager, the backbone of the business, the most essential person of the parlor, <laughs> Mrs. Cinnamon Parrot, momager of Good Times Pizza and Things, located in Palisadro, California. Cinnamon, how are you today? Good, how are you? Thanks I for having me. I am great. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, this is great. Is this the, this is the first podcast you've done, right? With like yes, anyone? I don't do a lot of podcasts. This would be the first one. Cool. Awesome. I feel honored. Thank you for coming on. This is very cool. Yeah. I want to give a special shout out real quick to all the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Overcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. And also, we have our very first sponsorship on the podcast ever. Special shout out to Derek Mason and Derek Berry over at JBL Hardscapes. I have a little script right here. Let me pull this up. Are you working on that dream garden of yours? Cleaning up your property to try and sell your home? Need a place for the kids and dogs to run around? Contact JBL Hardscapes and ask for Derek to get that dream lawn you've always wanted. They do such good landscaping and mostly hardscaping to get ready for the landscaping. But they do such good stuff. If you need to put a little more, few thousand dollars on your house or just want a nice lawn, Hit them up, let them know what's going on, and they will surely help you out. And also ask for Derek. And then also, I have free podcast hats for you guys. If you guys would like a free podcast hat, just hit me up on Instagram. It's at BlakeMayfield23. Or on Facebook, it's just Blake Mayfield on there. And without further ado, let's get into it. So people don't know you that well at all. They, they no. don't even know you, really. No, Besides, I like, Facebook. You do exist, <laughs> 100%. You might see my pictures on the wall in there, but that's about all they know. Right. I would say Troy is the ultimate face of good time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he always talks about how he definitely likes hearing himself talk. And he it's does. funny because he, <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> but there is like this mystique factor around you. So I kind of want to, I want to start backwards and then we'll work our way to present day kind of thing. Okay. So early life, something you want to share. What did you do growing up before Winco and Troy and your kids came into the picture? What is the essence of cinnamon parrot? Uh, I grew up in Igo. So I didn't do a whole lot. I mean, I played sports and I went to the little school there and then I went to Shasta High School. And the weirdest thing about me probably is when I was 13, I moved out of my house with my parents and moved in with my two brothers. And from the time I was 13 till I moved out on my own, I didn't live with my parents. Wow. I was a little bit of a wild child in that time frame, I would say. Okay. That's 13. a strange unknown fact, yes. That, that is. It's a, a nice Snapple <laughs> fact right there. Was, Why so young? Like, were you just um, over your parents? Like, I'm the fourth kid, and I think my parents were just over me. So okay. I was the one who got in a little bit of trouble. I had a party when they were out of town, and they were just like, okay, you want to move out? Move out. So I moved out, and I live with my brothers, who obviously two older brothers are not going to take care of a teenage girl. So they just let me do whatever I wanted, and I did 
pretty much whatever I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I'm lucky sure. I'm alive, probably, would be, that's what I did before I met Troy. I was out doing everything you're not supposed to do. So okay. Very irresponsible, which is the complete opposite of who I am today. That could be why. I don't know. I was going to say, I feel like it's one of those things where you go through certain experiences or you do certain things and you realize, we're not going to do that again. Right. Yeah. I was really good up until I was 13, got straight A's, did everything right, played all the sports, did all the stuff. And pretty much they basically ignored me for all the good things. So I guess I thought, well, I'll do all these bad things and see what happens. And same thing. They were just doing their own thing. I mean, they had four kids. My sister's 13 years older than me, so... They were just wow. pretty much done, I think, which, I mean, I have three kids and I can't imagine being like, hey, you're cool. Go ahead and move out with your brothers. Like, there's no way. I just, but I mean, it's a different time. So, yeah. And that's probably why I'm super like responsible and all about my kids now because my parents weren't like that. So that would probably explain a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, especially out in I go. I mean, like you said, there's not much to do. I mean, did, did you have you friends that had... Did you have friends that had cars to go places? Like, were there always parties in Igo? I mean, you're kind of... There kinda... was. We did a lot of parties. We drank a lot, which is not a good thing. <laughs> um, we used to take a car and drive it to the lake through the back road of Mule Town Road when we were, like, 13, 14 years old, driving a car with a bunch of kids in it. We'd go to the lake. I mean, anything you can think of to get in trouble, we pretty much did it. So, bad, bad things. <laughs> Definitely like a, a real life uh, Ferris Bueller movie. Yeah, in a way. Just, yeah. I mean, I skipped school all the time. I forged my own notes. Every bad thing that you can do, I I probably did it. So that's almost like innocent bad though. Like I, I'm not trying to speak for yeah, you. Yeah, not like I, I murdered I'm, anybody right, or anything yeah. like that. It's not like, like you were doing terrible stuff. stuff. Bad kid stuff. Right. Typical kid stuff. But yeah. you know, in my family, that was bad. Because all of them were so well-behaved, I guess. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So that's how that goes. So how did you meet Troy? How When did that come about? How long have you guys known each other? How long have you been married? I met Troy when I was 18, and it was the night of my senior prom. And I didn't go to prom because the guy that I was going to go with was older and had to have, like, permission slip to go to the prom mm. because he wasn't a student. And I was like, this is way too much trouble. I don't want to go through all this. So I didn't go. And there was a party on Arizona Street off of Churn Creek. And Troy was there. And that is where I met Troy. Wow. Yeah. Senior prom night. Yes. And you guys were not at prom. No. That's pretty, that's circumstantial <laughs> for sure. That's, yeah. I mean, so how I often does that went, happen? Never went to prom. Wow. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was fine, obviously. <laughs> right. But yeah, that's how I met Troy. What year was it? I mean, how long ago was this? That was 1992. 1992. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's wild. Uh, Good for you guys. Yeah, a long Coming time. Coming up on 30 years then. Yes. So you guys definitely know each other very well. I would think so. I yeah. think I've heard all the Troy stories. <laughs> You've probably been there for all the Troy stories <laughs> maybe too. Maybe a couple times. Yeah. Not all of them, but yes. <laughs> how much older is Troy? Troy graduated in 1987, so he's five years older. Okay. I graduated in 92. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. He's a little bit of a cradle robber. A little bit. A little bit of a what? He's a little bit of a cradle robber. Cradle robber? Yeah. You well, never heard that I never phrase? heard that before, no. Oh, he robbed the cradle. That means I'm younger than him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Do you think yeah. he'd put it that way? I don't think he would put it that way. Oh, uh, I don't he know. Would. Maybe. I yeah. mean, he'd be like, oh, she was 18, so right. it's not a big deal. But yeah. yeah. 
He's a little older. I mean, you yeah. know, you can imagine a senior in high school and somebody who's been out of school for five years. That's totally different. Right. Mindsets, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how'd you, so I was going to go to how you pulled off the five jobs thing and all that, but I, I kind of want to dig into the Troy thing more. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, when did he start at Winco and then you go to Winco? Did you go because of him? I mean, how did all that work out? So I worked at Subway was my very first job which I got when I was 18. And then I worked there from 92 to 2002. And I managed, oh, wow. Yeah, I managed a couple of their stores for them. They were amazing. Their names were Kip and Judy Rickle. They owned it for a long, long time. Um, he's since passed away, and she's still here, but she's a lot older. Um, they were like parents to me, so I stayed. And I stayed, and I stayed, and I stayed. And I went to school while I was there. I worked at Kids and Me Preschool part of the time I was there. Um, I graduated from college when I worked at Subway, and I continued to stay, which is crazy because, like, I mean, who stays at their first job for 10 years? But obviously I love them. And Winco, Troy started in 95, and actually I applied at Winco, but I still worked at Subway, and then Kip said, please don't go. I will give you a raise, a 25-cent raise, and I stayed. Because I wow. was like, oh, man, I can't leave him. I felt bad. Right. So I stayed. So I didn't go to the second interview for Winco. And then Troy got hired. And they, at that time, I don't know what would have happened because they had a policy where they didn't hire family members. If you work there, you can have your spouse work there. So that <clears throat> went on for a while. I still stayed at Subway. Um, I The multiple jobs thing. I worked at Subway part-time. I worked at Sycamore Columbia, um, Summer Tan is a defunct tanning salon, but I used to work there, and um, Kids and Me. And so I juggled all of those jobs. I took 18 units at Shasta College. Yeah, it was Jeez. a lot. But I wanted to get done. I wanted to be a teacher. And so I finally finished that. I graduated in 2000, started to go into, like, the student teaching, getting my bachelor's degree, but it was so many loans. And I was like, do I want to take out all these loans? Because, I mean, five jobs is great, but it doesn't help you qualify for financial aid. Right. Because here's all this money. Not all this money, but, I mean, enough money that... You don't I qualify. I didn't qualify. Right. right. So that kind of stabs you in the foot when you're like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And then they're like, sorry, you get nothing. You have to take out a loan. And I was like, I don't want to take out a huge loan. I don't want to do that. And then I worked at Rother and Parsons and still Subway. And um, teachers were getting laid off and they were like being forced into retirement. This was before I had Hudson. So this was like 2001-ish. And then I got pregnant with Hudson and I still worked at Rother and I worked at Parsons for a little longer and then I was like, hey, do I want to do this? Because all these people are getting laid off. There was like budget cuts at that time. Okay. And then I had Hudson. And then I decided like I could apply at Winco because now they said we're going to hire family members because we're missing out on good people because we're saying we won't hire spouses or whatever. So they did. And they hired me in 2002 after I had Hudson. And then I stayed there for 16 years until we got good times. Wow. Yeah. So you guys had Gab in 95, 96, right 94, when Troy got to Winco? 94. 94. She was baby. She was like two months old when he got hired. We lived in Igo. We had one car. I used to drive Troy to work at 4 o'clock in the morning. In Red Bluff, right? 
Well, that, uh, Papa he Murphy's? worked in Red Bluff when I was pregnant with her. Okay. And then he got the job at um, Lanco. <laughs> I, I don't mean to lie. I just, I remember the story where he uh, got oh, passed yeah. up for the manager job and he... <laughs> Uh, so Troy's sense of humor. I mean, what was like, and I'm sure he's going to love this. What was the most charming aspect of him? Cause well, it, Troy is charming. He is. There's nothing about Troy that's not charming. Right. So like, I he's mean, hilarious. Uh, unintentionally or not. Like when he's trying oh, to make a joke, in, he's funny. It's all intentional. Uh, Come on. He he's said just, managed to get it. Yeah. <laughs> he is hilarious. I mean, that is the thing about Troy. Troy has like the charm about him like no other. I mean, he can charm an old lady or he can make you know what I mean anybody like him it doesn't matter like he can blend in with anybody so I mean he just has like a huge personality you can't not like Troy and I just I mean I'm sure there's people out there that don't for whatever reason but 90% of the people are gonna be like oh I love Troy right you know absolutely yeah I I feel like because you guys are so I guess locally famous. So that's part of the reason Good Times is so successful, I and mean, people just like you guys. They want to like put money in your guys' pockets per se. I mean, they. I feel like that's part of the like, the the gig a little bit. I feel like if you guys were not as likable, people wouldn't they wouldn't come around. You know, probably not. I think the big thing about Good Times when we started it is that we wanted to be a big part of the community. We wanted to help, and it's not so much about let's rake in all this money. It's like, hey, there's a fire and you don't have anywhere to go. You can come to Good Times and sit here. You don't even have to buy anything. You can sit here and use the Wi-Fi because, you know, internet in Palisadro and the surrounding area is not that great. Not great. So, and then if, you know, you don't have no power, you have no cell service because you're using it through your internet to make phone calls out there because that's also not great. So come to Good Times and you can use all of those things. Like that was like the thing is like we wanted to be a place where people could go. And we are, we're like a place where people have baby showers and they have wedding rehearsals. Sometimes they have funeral after party kind of deal, like a wake or whatever. Right. I mean, football games. It's everything you can think of. I would say sports, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like who knew that a pizza parlor would be like every evolution of life that we see. And we see kids that were, you know, maybe they went there or they, maybe they worked there before we had it. And they come back and they're like, hey, I'm getting married. I want to have my rehearsal dinner here. And that every time, I mean, like, it sounds corny, but I'm just like, oh, that's like, that's what I want. For me. I mean, it's not about Troy loves to be the best in the North State and all that he stuff. He loves that. I he love does. that about him. He's, he's competitive. I like <laughs> he that is. stuff. He wants yeah. to be the pizza man, and he is. He is. But, I mean, for me, that's the part that I like. I like to see those people come for all those different things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that works well. I mean, you got to have, if you both were super competitive, I feel like that side would suffer. If you both were just, you know, and, and like you said, you know, you guys give away tons for free. Come down if you're a fire victim. But if you guys just sat there and just gave everything away, I mean, oh, you, yeah. would, you know, there'd be, would be nowhere. Yes. Right. Yeah. So well, like, and I'm on both sides of that fence. Like I like to help people, but I also am very cautious. And Troy's sometimes to his own fault, overly giving. Where, you know, I'm like, yeah, we can help you with that. And he's like, we'll give you a $1,000 donation. I'm like, can we give them a $100 gift card to raffle (laughs) off instead? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm more about, like, I really want to help the kids and the school. That's, like, my main focus. But we have so many different things going on that people want help with. I mean, their cornhole tournament or sponsoring a little race car, doing all these different things, which is cool. And I want to help where I can. But I think you always have to keep your focus within what's the most beneficial for the community. And maybe that's cool that somebody wants to have a horseshoe tournament, but 
what is it for? Is right. it for any benefit for anybody or is it just because you want to pocket have the money? A, yeah. So yeah, you got free be, food. Yeah. yeah. I walk a fine line where Troy's like, here you go, here you go, you know, and so I'm the I don't know, the chimney cricket, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> hey, wait, let's not do that. Right. Yeah. For sure. And I'm sure he he gives you final say on I'm sure you give sometimes. yourself final say. On, I do, on, on, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, what is this? What did we write this check for? You know what I mean? I am the always, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like I'm the fun police, I guess you would say. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, pump the brakes on that. That's enough, you know? Yeah, I get that. I remember the first podcast I did with Joe and Troy here. They were talking about something in particular, and, and Troy was like, you know, do you ever give enough? He's like, you know, people say I give too much, or, you know, you would tell him you give too much, but he's like, do you ever really give enough? And he's like, there's times I like coming in and being like, I'm going to buy everyone a beer because right. I never got the chance to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And it just, like, stuff like that just really sticks out. There's no one I think I listen to more than, like, you guys and stuff because I'm someone that, and I feel like that's why I'm I'm – decent at this i'm good at this is like a lot of people just hear people or they're just like uh-huh yeah uh-huh like but they don't listen they don't take it in where i feel like you know i try to take it in with joe troy you i mean even gab i mean because you guys have like business stuff i want to be a businessman i want to turn this into a business you know what i mean like i hope someday this is like something i could make my living off of you know because i'm so passionate about it i mean it's just like i enjoy this more than anything else i do so it's just interesting to hear from you guys and then hear these stories and stuff so i like just listening to you guys Guys, just especially Troy, go just on and on about stuff because it really is interesting, and you're gonna pick up tidbits of information, and he's gonna say some funny stuff, and it's just it's gonna it's gonna be great. So yeah, yeah. I'm very grateful I've ended up where I have. I mean, I always tell the story. Uh, I think I told it on the Gab podcast, but just to think that I just hit up this guy. <laughs> How this actually happened was, you guys did some catering for this uh, local sports card shop. Back mm-hmm. in like March, yes. they did like this grand reopening. Uh, Sam Jaskar yes. was co-owner at the time, and I, I think he hit up uh, T Money, Big Puma, whoever you want to. <laughs> which we can get into his nicknames in a yeah. bit too. But he hit up Big Poom, and he's like, "Hey, I need some some pie, you know." And you guys bring all the pies down. And I just thought they were phenomenal. I mean, they've been sitting there for like an hour or two, and they tasted like fresh still. I'm like, this pizza's phenomenal. And then someone was like, "Hey, you should get uh, that Troy from Good Times on." You know, he came down and bought a couple autographed helmets because, of course, he yes. did. And um, <laughs> I just hit him up on Facebook like that Sunday night and I'm like, hey man, like I'm Blake. I have a weekly podcast. I'd love to have you on. I'm trying to get local people to help promote after COVID and just kind of do. And obviously knowing now you guys didn't need the promotion at all, but it was very nice of him to be like, we always need the promotion. I think no matter what kind of exposure you can get out there, even if you think, you know, you've had all you can, there's never enough of that. Never. That's fair. Yeah. All all pub is good pub. They say Yeah, in in a way, maybe touches somebody who doesn't know like you. Maybe right. doesn't know who you are. That was a very good podcast, too, because he's Thank like you. super passionate and you hit all those points that he's very passionate about. And once you get yeah. talking, you, he does not stop. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason we stopped was because I think he had softball. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, I got well, softball that, six. That so. is one of his reasons he'll stop. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. But I remember like he was just he was like, yeah, let's do it tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, because most people, it's like next week or I'll get back to you. I'll think about it. He was like, let's do it tomorrow at three. Come down to my pizza yeah. parlor. You know, and I walk in. He's the first and only guy I meet, basically. And I he comped like $80, $90 worth of pizza for me and my family. Yeah. Like, it was just like, it was the <laughs> nicest thing. Like, no one's ever done that kind of stuff for me. People do nice stuff. Like, Gavin and Caitlin bought me a $25 Black Rose gift card. Yeah. Oh, Super nice. Black Rose, yes. Yeah, Ch- Tori and Cassidy, yes. Gabby, all of them are phenomenal. Um. But yeah, it's just like, it was so nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's a cowboy fan. He's got, you know, he calls them the triplets, which I know oh, that's yeah. what they're called, but it's still a funny <laughs> name, you know? Uh, 
Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, but it was just, it was very nice. You know what I mean? It was one of the more unique experiences I've had doing That's a podcast. Awesome. Well, he is always unique for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, but just to think, to wrap this up, that two months later, all of a sudden I would be, you know, in here doing a podcast because he called me up on like a random Monday because he heard a podcast I did with Sam and he's like, hey, I heard you talking shit about me, man. And I did, <laughs> I talked shit about one of his like Joe Montana takes, like being better than Tom Brady. I oh, think Brady's okay, yeah. better. And that's what it was. And he was like, hey, you know, me and my buddies, uh, Robert and Joe, had this podcast going on. We want to have you come down. I've never been a guest on anyone's podcast besides oh, wow. theirs. That was the first time. So and we sat here for like four hours. Joe's phone died. I think <laughs> you and Sherry are in the comments like, okay, like get home. Like. Yeah, they talk a lot. <laughs> so it was great. You just, you never know. I mean, just that little moment. I, if I never had that pizza at that card shop. You never would have known, yeah. We, we wouldn't be here. There wouldn't right? uh, none of this stuff. So it's just crazy to think about. But let's get back to you. I want to know, how did you pull off five jobs? And why did you want to work five jobs at once? Oh, I mean, like, what? How did you even handle that? Did you sleep? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> that was like a fine dance for sure. So while I did that, I also took classes at Shasta College. So that was more about I was trying to get experience in working in schools, elementary schools, because I'd already worked at a preschool. So somehow just jobs just kept coming and I kept taking them. And I was like applying for all these jobs and then like thinking I was going to get a lot of no's and I got a lot more yeses than I got no's. And then um, the summer tan down the way is like, hey, can you help out here a couple hours a week? And I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. I could do my homework while I'm cleaning tanning beds. And that's a good, you know, so I did that. And then I kept Subway and I just kind of had them all staggered. And then I went to school at night when I wasn't working at Summertown. I did Subway on the weekends. Sometimes I'd work like 11 to 2 at Subway, 7 to 10.30 at Columbia. And then at the end of the day, I did an after-school program at Sycamore. That was just like, I don't know, that was just like a period of time where all these opportunities came in and I didn't say no to anything. Which looking back now, I mean, like I have no idea how I did that. And I had a little kid. I mean, she was right. four. So I yeah. have no clue. I remember sewing her Halloween costume by hand at Summertan. I made her a Cinderella costume. So I was just like thinking I was super mom or something. I'm like, <laughs> I can do my it sounds this like and it. this and this. And I did it. And I don't know. I just, I had one of those. I still look for second jobs. Do I need one? No. But I just can't let that go. I don't know what that is in me that's like always... I mean, there was one for the Shasta College bookstore, and I was like, I could do that on the side. Why do I need to do that? But it's in my head. It won't, it won't get out. So I'm always looking at that. And Troy's like, you don't need another job. What are you doing? And I'm like, I have no idea. So it's hard for me to, like, slow down. I feel like if you're working, you know, you're not – you've got to keep working, always doing something. So it's If you're green, weird, you're growing. If you're ripe, yeah, you're riding. Yeah, it's a weird – I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird tick in me that I can't get out. <laughs> I feel the same way. I mean, I, I don't have five jobs, but I got the two jobs, one with you guys, one with Sprouts, where I'm at full time, and then I have this. So I, I consider it three. This doesn't feel that like work, three, but yeah. it's a job. And, you know, Troy and Joe were like, hey, man, like, why the fuck are you at the pizza parlor? He's like, it's not your passion. And I'm like, yeah, man. But first of all, money's nice. Yeah, Second of all, some nice tips. Yes. The people are fantastic. I mean, you guys run such a good crew. And I feel like I always come in here and do this and just kiss ass. But <laughs> I I I'm being serious. I mean, like I walk in and these people start clapping for me. They like wear my hats like it is crazy. Yeah. Like it's like it just you couldn't ask for better people. And, and in a way, I I'm an Anderson guy through and through graduated 2017. Wish I wouldn't have went to Foothill someday. 
days. Foothill is amazing. I it's can't a say enough beautiful school, about it. Yeah. beautiful football stadium. Like Anderson's got a good football stadium too, but just the people, you know what I mean? And it's always coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, yeah. I'm glad I did the Anderson thing, but it does make you think like, man, like what would a foothill been like if it I lived out been, here? I mean, the staff they have at that school is unreal. They are all amazing. So, I mean, I don't know. I, Hudson went there his junior year. He has started off at Anderson New Tech and he couldn't give it up. And I, he was hard for him. And he was just like, this is hard. And I'm like, why don't you go to Foothill? Why don't you go to Foothill? Like, because we lived in Shasta Lake. I drove him to Anderson. Wow. Nolan went to school in Palisadro. I worked in Reading. And then I would come to good times. It was like a literal square that I drove every day to get this kid to where he wanted to go to school. But that's where you want to go. I will get you there. Right? Take you every morning. Pick you up in between jobs and kids and all this stuff. And then finally one day he was like, I don't want to go here anymore. And in my mind I was like hallelujah but I was like well Troy's like why don't you think about it and we'll talk about it in the morning next day he's like nope I want to go to Foothill and then he was like I wish I would have done that years ago and I'm like you and me both (laughs) (laughs) he said that on the podcast too he's like Foothill was incredible he's like you wouldn't think a public high school like that would be like this place where you know but he's like you just you find your group you know and and everyone's not the same it's like in the other high school there's always the bullies there's always the super nice kids the jocks but you find your group and he said it was very easy and I I was happy for him I mean it sounded like you know my older brother graduated from New Tech in 2012 and that's before Mm -hmm. I think it turned into like this stigmatized school where a bit of a melting pot now where before it was a little bit elite right Yes. Yeah. And, you know, my older brother was like a social outcast, always got in fights with all the Anderson Middle School kids. Yeah. So it was good for him to go. But, you know, just the way it's kind of stigmatized now, it's it's different. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's and, different, yeah. You know, and he's happy he win. And, you know, I just sometimes I'm like, man, if I could have just did the hill thing, you know, because it just everyone in Palisadro is so nice. But, yeah, five jobs, that's wild. And I figured it was something like part-timing and all that. They but. were part-time, but, you know, I just... They just kept coming, and I just did never say no. And I just, now I'm like, I don't even know how I did that. Like, the timing of it, I just remember having, like, 10 minutes to get to places. It was almost like in between classes. When you're in high school and the bell rings, you got to hurry up and get to your next class. I had to hurry up and get to my next job. And, like, I mean, you're putting on your nice clothes and putting on your subway outfit, and then from there you got to go to the next job and change back. And, you know what I mean? It was just crazy. I don't know how I did that. So, I mean... I did it because I guess I had to or I wanted to, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, people always equate it to money, but do do you equate it? Because you mentioned you did sports and stuff. Do you equate it to, was it like a competitive thing? Like you just, I got to just work. I just, it's like this thing you can't turn off. I think that's something that my dad was very much like, you have to work, you know, like, and I'm so much easier on my kids than my dad ever was on us. But we constantly had a list of chores to do and we were supposed to be up, you didn't get to sleep in. And you know what I mean? There was all these things. And like, if you were in trouble, you were working. If you weren't in trouble, you were working, you were working. For him, he had value in work. And so he put that within my siblings and I. And so I mean, for that, that comes from him, I guess. And so I don't know, I can't get it out. (laughs) Even still? No, it's like hammered. And I could be probably this is probably the least amount I've ever worked in my entire life right now. How and much do you work per week? I mean, you're um, always at the pizza parlor. At least I go in, the in every day and I do prep. Um, I also work from home if I can't, cause it's hard for me to do stuff on my computer without going down to the kitchen. So if I am there, I want to be in the kitchen, but I have to do payroll and taxes and pay bills and do all that stuff. So now I can do that for my computer at home. 
which is fine. Sometimes I do do that. But I, I don't know. Every day I go in at least a couple hours every day. And depending on who's there, what's going on, how long I stay. In the beginning, I would work from like 8 to 12.30. And then I worked 12.30 to 9 at Winco. And I did that for a long time. And then on my days off, I worked at Good Times. Or I'd come in at night, you know, if they needed help. If I wasn't working the 12.30 to 9 shift, I'd come help them. But, I mean, they're they're so good now, they literally don't even need me. But I feel like I want to be there to help them as much as I can. They're like my kids, too. So now I have, like, 30 kids. kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I remember one of the very first days, I think I literally worked, like, a Friday, Saturday and then Monday was like the, the summer barbecue at mm-hmm. your guys' house. And I'd been there for poker. Um, I think I'd met you the night I came over for poker, which I still don't even know how I got the invite. It was very nice. I'm glad I did. <laughs> Lost all my money. You know, I, I... Oh, that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. That is what they do. <laughs> how you got to do is you got to go in there like you don't know how to play. And then yeah. obviously you know how to play a little, but... Yeah, you got to be a ringer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it was just, it was such a good vibe. I mean, it's like after a while, it's like at nine o'clock at night, here's Troy making like New York steaks and like oh, yeah. Hudson's on the grill and we're playing like water pong and everything. Yeah. It's just like, it's just wild, but it's, it's a very lovely home. You have a nice farm oh, and it's, you. it's super quiet out there. I, I'm a quiet person. I like yeah. the quiet because I'm loud. So yeah. I, I like just a nice country kind of life. How long ago did you guys get the house? Um, we lived in Shasta Lake in Windsor Estates up there for a while we rented a house up there um and then gosh we bought good times we lived there for a couple years two or three years and then we bought the house in 2020 wow in the right before the pandemic yeah literally like hello we closed on the house next week they're like hello we're shutting down california (laughs) right damn so you guys got like february march in that range yes okay so i mean we're post-pandemic, and I, I feel like I have to ask every business owner this a little bit because, you know, the way Joe put it is, you know, if you tell me 2020 didn't scare the shit out of you, you're lying. For so, sure. But you guys hired like seven or eight people during COVID. I mean, what was it like for you guys? Did business go up? Did it go down? I mean, and you bought um, a house. I mean. It was scary to begin with, and I laid myself off because I was like, there's people there that they have to pay their rent, they have to do this, and we had to like scale way back. So we had a lot of them say, hey, I live at home, I don't need the money, I'll just work less, I will take the week off, whatever. So that's how we started. That was mid-March. We went from, bam, regular business to like, okay, nobody can eat out anymore, dining's closed. And then we are like, what are we going to do? So we were like, we're going to do free delivery mm. to anybody, basically. Within, I mean, I think we met, went, 17 miles right now we go up to 13 but literally i mean troy took pizzas out to people in keswick but in our thought we were like you can't get out maybe you're scared maybe you have you know compromised immune system maybe you're old whatever it is and you're like everybody was terrified so we're like what can we do so we're like we're gonna do free delivery um so we did takeout and delivery and then we had the pay it forward pizza, pick me up thing. That was my idea, which is like a complete mouthful. But it was like, basically you nominate somebody who could use a pick me up. Maybe they're, you know, they haven't got their unemployment yet. They don't know if they're going to be able to work. Their job shut down. They don't know. So, you know, they can't eat. They've got kids, whatever. They're old. They can't get out. So you nominate them. You say, hey, my neighbor needs a pizza. And so then we'd be like, hey, so-and-so, you want a pizza. When do you want it? And what kind do you want? And we would take 
pizza, soda, whatever, and deliver it to those people. So we That's did a awesome. Whole, yeah, and then yeah. Troy would do a Facebook Live and draw them. And I'd be like, okay, this week we're going to draw two. And Troy would draw like five people because that's Troy. <laughs> right, <laughs> but yeah. it was the logistics of that was sometimes hard because, you know, we'd have other deliveries and then we'd have this planned delivery at this time. So we had to like figure out how to make that work. But people seemed to like it. They responded well. We got a lot of nominations for that. We gave away a lot of free pizza. Yeah. We did pizza for the hospital. All the because that was one of the nominations. It was somebody that worked, I think he worked in the ER, and he said, Hey, I want to nominate my department. And I was like, Well, we can't just do one department. So we did the whole entire hospital. You guys, okay, you guys beat me to the punch at the old spot at Players. We, I was talking with Penny, and we wanted to do, I want to do something for the hospital as well. And they were Mm -hmm. like, Good times, beat us. And I was oh, like, well, was, not a competition. You guys no, should have I, I totally done it too. Oh, we should have. We did, um, uh, off airport road, the, uh, the veterans home. We, we did the yes. veterans home out there. So that's, we ended up going with that. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, those are also people that, like you said, you know, compromise immune systems, yeah. can't get out. You know, you and can't I'm even sure go they visit. Totally loved it, they you know? absolutely loved it. I was so grateful to Penny and everyone that like helped me out with that. That was seriously the coolest thing I ever did at that place. It was, I, if there was one thing I remember, it is that, you know, it was awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's stuff like that, that it's priceless, literally, no matter how much it actually costs in product or anything. It's like, who cares, man? Like you gotta, right. it, it's stuff like that, that just, it makes you feel good about yourself. Well, and that like, yeah, it got a lot of media attention and that's great. That's cool. But the thing about that is like, I think the more is it got other people thinking of what they could do. Like, what can I do to help my neighbor or whatever, maybe I'll drop dinner on their porch or, you know what I mean? It made other people think, Hey, maybe we can do something too, which is really the whole thing that you hope for is that everybody will start. Cause it was just a crazy, like dark, everybody's just like every man for themselves. And maybe people started to kind of think, Hey, what can I do to help other people? And it did like that. There was a lot of different things that got done that I was like, Oh wow. Kind of like a a trickle effect. And that wasn't just us. I mean, I think people's mindset changed a little bit, but during that whole thing, we just tried to be like, think about other people. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. And there was, it's, I don't know. That whole time is just, I don't even Looking know. back, it's wild. Like it is. I just remember, you know, I was one of the fortunate ones that got a stimulus check and I'm like, I can't spend this all on me. Right. It was just one of those weird, it's, it's, it happens naturally. It's just one of those, I'm sure you guys have those, those like come to Jesus moments or things where it's like, okay, this can't all go towards me, like oh, this free sure. money or whatever. So I'm like, oh, we got to do something with this. And that's just, you know, what we decided to do. And, and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And that's awesome. Yeah. So, so I, you I, paid for the pizzas to be delivered. I, I didn't pay for all of them. I, I took them there cause it was my idea. And he's right. like, okay, you go take them there. And funny but, enough, I almost forgot like 10 of them cause I had to put some in the trunk cause there <laughs> yeah. was so much. Right. And I'm driving off and I'm like, I have like 10 more pizzas to give. So I walk back in there. Hey, I have 10 more. And yeah. they're like, yeah, you know, great. So yeah, it was very cool. You know, I, I definitely don't want to take all the credit, but it was definitely, um, I'm just grateful we were able to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? It could have, we could have very easily just not had the means or the money or just the, the resources to do it at all. Cause just oh, yeah. the time. So I, I'm very grateful for the product for because that was a time when you weren't sure if you were going to get pepperoni that week or not, because right. the way the distributors were, yeah. but with that one, the hospital one, we did the first one and somebody anonymously donated. We went in half and they went in half. Cause she said, I want to do that for them, what you did. And we're like, okay, but it's this much. So She's like, ooh, that's a lot. And we're like, it is a lot. So we'll give half and you give half. So she contributed half of that and we got to do it again. 
So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. She didn't want to be known. She wanted to be anonymous, which is amazing. But I mean, it, that happened because we did that the first time. So they got it twice, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, when does that happen? Who goes to the hospital and is like, here you go, guys. Right. You know? I mean, it should happen all the time, but it, it, should. it doesn't. It doesn't. And it was then when those people were there working all those shifts and, you know what I mean? Risking themselves with all these people not knowing what was going to happen. Right. I mean, everybody should be like, hey, thank you. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of the that's one of the stranger phone calls I've ever had. Because, you know, you have to get on the phone with like a higher up. So like, yes. I'm sitting there calling. I'm like, <laughs> hey, can I get like the highest like ranking person on yes. shift right now kind of thing? That way they can just tell whoever they got to tell. And, you know, because it's not everyone's thing. And not Logistics, everyone's going to know. Yeah, you got to figure out how you're going to do it. And they were like, okay, you know, we can call like KRCR. We're gonna have, I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, and it, it's weird turning stuff down like that. But I'm like, no, we just want to like do it yeah. and just like get out of here. Like that's seriously like, you know, what we want to do. So, yeah, I, I was very grateful looking back. And I, I hope I can do something like that again. I was going to talk to you guys about doing something for Thanksgiving this year. We used to do, um, we haven't done it because of COVID and it's a lot of work, especially on my part, <laughs> but we normally do a big dinner to where if you don't have anywhere to go, that you can come to good times. And we have some people bring food. We make food. Um, Troy loves to have prime rib. That's where the, that's why I hear he, he's yes, a big prime rib guy, prime ribs. So we'll have a couple turkeys, <laughs> a couple hams and a couple prime ribs, which we get from R and R meats, which they're amazing. Yeah. But, shout out to R&R. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And I mean, like, Part of me is like, hey, this is my day with my family. But, I mean, it does get to help other people. And Troy loves it. Like, literally, that is what he wants to do on Thanksgiving. He wants all these people to come in. Maybe not that you can't afford to buy your dinner, but maybe you're by yourself. You know, maybe right. you're divorced and your kid's with the other parent that time or whatever it is. So he just is like, I want to have a place for people to go, which is so admirable but on the other part of me i'm like oh it's the day we're closed and you know and right. we go in and do all this stuff and then the cleanup is the hard oh, part. i'm sure the cleanup is yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. that is something that we will probably do again because there's no way troy's gonna not do it every year even especially now I, with stuff being over with yes and, and stuff even like if that. i yell and kick and scream i'm still gonna have to clean it up so <laughs> <laughs> plus it gives them a place to go watch his cowboys they play every thanksgiving oh, at home yeah, that's so his favorite yeah that gives them a place to go watch his cowboys are you into sports at all are you an I nfl gal okay. no i don't i mean i'll go watch uh we're gonna go see a baseball game because i bought that for troy's birthday he loves the diamondbacks so we're gonna see the Diamondbacks and the Padres in San Diego. That's so random. The Arizona Diamondbacks. I know. He used so to like random. the Giants. And then whatever reason, he went to the Diamondbacks. But, okay. um, I mean, I like to watch baseball. Football, I went to a football game with him. And, I mean, I love to watch my son play. But truthfully, I don't think that I know the game well enough to know what is happening. So I'm always like, what is happening? What Asking questions. Right. Which is just because my dad didn't watch sports. So I have no clue. You know, most people grow up with somebody who's like into sports or maybe they played sports. I mean, I play basketball. Yeah, I can watch that all day and know what's happening and right. baseball. But football, I'm kind of clueless, which is so that's probably why I'm not as into it. Plus, like when Troy watches it, he's so loud that I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> I'm sh I can only imagine. I mean, he's loud in conversation. I can only imagine when the Cowboys are on. He's just like yelling at the TV and I'm like, OK, no, <laughs> I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, of course. Well, I know we can talk about it more when it, it's approaching and, and off air and stuff like that, but I would love to do something. I was thinking just like a straight turkey drive, but that's also a great yeah. idea. You guys doing like a bunch of food and stuff because I work at a supermarket and I actually work in the meat department. So oh, yeah. I feel like I can get a little advance on, on some big turkeys and we could just cook some turkeys or just donate yeah, some and stuff. And if we just gave people bags, I would love that so much. I'd be like, here's your dinner, cook it yourself. Like that would be amazing. But we I could know. DIY them. Yeah. Or we'll figure something out. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great idea. I, I would love I to. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> love that for you. Yes. <laughs> we do love that for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Shout to Gab for sure. What's your favorite part of being the momager, being the backbone of the, of the business? What is your favorite part about being behind the scenes? People don't really know not much about you. I don't want to say that, but just That's not, true. not really knowing <laughs> as you put it, that you're there like at all. I mean, they don't, if you get on Facebook and you have any kind of conversation with anybody on Facebook through good times, that's me. Okay. But people think that that is Troy. So I just pretend to be Troy and they're that's like, hilarious. Hey, hey Troy. And it's easier than explaining. <laughs> so I just pretend I'm Troy and I'm yeah. like, Hey, okay. You want to talk to Troy? Then, you know, so if you, you get in a, a conversation over messenger, Reading restaurant reviews is me, but that is in my own personal Facebook. So you will see my face on that one. But I answer all of those. I answer all the messenger, all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> I do all the Facebook posts, except sometimes Gabrielle takes them over when we go out of town. That's kind of like a little joke thing because we went to Texas and they did a whole spiel of like a Facebook takeover of all the trouble they were getting in while we were gone and they're like we're gonna do this special because they're out of town and so that was she did amazing people love that's it. awesome yeah but that's like a thing that people don't know they think that's troy and i'm just that's like, hilarious and i don't know if that's you great. ever texted with troy but his you know his fingers move faster than you know they should so sometimes the words are not spelled right and you're just like what does that mean so if you know troy you know that those messages are not him responding <laughs> right but people are always like hey troy it's so-and-so you know and i'm like oh hey how's it going and then i'm <laughs> like who's so-and-so i don't know but i'll pretend like i know you right you know yeah um i don't know i i really there's certain things that i like hold on to and i won't let anybody do facebook is one of them because that's like a huge image thing right to me and i'm not as good on instagram as i should be we have an instagram but i just don't post to it that much which is terrible i don't post to my own instagram that much i got to do that more but <clears throat> like a lot of people hire that out and i just can never see myself letting somebody else do that not even gab i would let her do it but i would never hire an outside company to run my social media i don't know i just can't that's too much letting go right letting somebody else because that's me like you get that and that that's me telling you who we are i can't let somebody else pretend to know who we are and post for us yeah so i don't know i mean i think our facebook page and that reading restaurant reviews is always very well received i would say but i don't know my favorite part about good times is just the kids the employees I mean, I love the customers, yeah, but that's Troy. Troy's out there, and he's walking the dining room and this and that. And me, I'm like, I want to help these people in the back get this pizza out. You know what I mean? And if they, people get their pizza and it's right and it's on time, then they're happy anyway, and Troy's out there with them. So for me, I don't feel like we both need to be out there walking around, you know? It's yeah. just not my – that's not my thing. I'm always in the back. So. Yeah. Well, one's got to shoot the threes. One's got to, someone's got to be Shaq. Someone has to be Kobe. <laughs> right. That's how that goes. Yeah. I, do you wish you were seen more? Like, do you wish you were out in the open more? Do you wish you had more of like this public image for good times? Or do you like playing the background? I don't mind being in the background. And Troy is so, it's Troy's dream 
and I feel like I support Troy's dream. So, I mean, he has wanted it ever since he was little. and Since he was eight? Yeah. That's insane to me. There's nothing, I mean, you know, I always wanted to be a mom, and I always wanted to have a nice family and have animals. That's like my, my dream is to have like a little farm and to have be a mom, and I have those things. So for me, since I was eight, the only thing I can ever think of is that maybe I wanted to be a veterinarian. Is that going to happen? No. But Troy's dream's here and now, so I can help him do it. And the best way for me to do it, I think, is to be behind the scenes, which he's always like, come on, talk. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk. <laughs> and that, that's you. They yeah. truly don't want to hear me talk. They want to hear Troy. Everybody's like, oh, Troy. I mean, even if they get his name wrong and call him Mark or Todd or I get those Mark. all the time, too. <laughs> you know, the owner, Todd. And I'm like, no, his name is Troy. Definitely Troy. Yeah. <laughs> Team money. Yeah. Uh, however you want to. Where does he get these nicknames? Is this all like his oh, drinking all, buddies who play softball? That's all that... softball nicknames. Okay. All right. Puma, Team money. Yeah. Puma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. Um. The Winco days, uh, we could dive back into that a little bit. I mean, tell me about, what did you do at Winco? Did you work deli? Is that what it was? I did everything at Winco. Um, okay. I started off in the deli. I worked in the bakery. I was a MIT, they called it, manager in training for both the deli and the bakery. So I decorated cakes in the bakery. Um, I made all the sandwiches and the trays and all that stuff. The little cheese island, That's was what I did in the deli. I fried chicken for a long time. Mm. I still fry chicken. I was going to say, it's still a thing. In my mind, I was like, and it's funny because we have literally the same exact roaster that we had when I started Winco, and I hated that thing, and then we got it, and we bought it, and I'm like, we literally bought the same one that I hated there, and has like a thing, a collector pot, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I'll never have to do this again, When I and here I am still frying chicken. (laughs) Of course. I was a checker um, for a little while. We moved to Oregon, and I worked in the Corvallis store as a checker. And then we moved back, and I went back to the deli again. So I was in the deli probably the longest. That was my main thing, the cheese island. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely are familiar with, like, Ron. Do you know uh, a lady by the name of Julie Thorpe? Do you yeah, know Julie? Yeah, I worked. She used to do bread when I worked there. Okay. And she was a checker. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because she hired me at Sprouts. She's a dairy manager. Oh, I and, and I have gone on to to – Better, not better, but just just different things as Sprouse and stuff. I I want to run the dairy department if, yeah. if she gets a promotion or something. We'll see, but um, yeah, she's super nice. I mean, super just like she I mean is. anything I've ever asked for, she has done. But I also like her. I like people that, as I told Troy, dig in, and she's very just like that. Like if there's two or three pallets that come in, like I'm oh, sure yeah. one code. She's co- a good worker, like for sure. She just works them down. Like let's get things done. Like make sure dates are correct. You know, push things forward. Like it's very like, but you need someone like that because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the grocery biz, and then I learned all these things, and I'm just coming up on my one year anniversary, and of course I don't know everything. I don't know if I ever will, but it's just it's nice to know the majority of stuff. You know, so when I go into other stores, it's like wow, it's like this place does not look yeah, great, or it's like or, yeah, it's like great. These people like work their ass off here, so yeah, groceries a hard business. People don't realize that it is difficult. It's not just taking stuff out of the back and throwing it on the shelf. No. It's not. It's not like <laughs> you got to change prices. You have to have someone yep. that does that. You got to pull expirations. You got to deal with people, you know, defective items or people yeah. that return stuff just to return them and get money. It's yes. it's all people that, you know, steal stuff. I mean, especially like the self-checkout stuff is Yeah. I couldn't imagine the amount of like money that Oh, the never seen. Of, walks out of Winco is unreal, yeah. <laughs> right, the basket yeah. pushes with whole baskets of stuff out the door and Especially now with self-checkout or when people don't use bags. 
Right. Before it was like, oh, you don't have a bag. You stole that. Now you're like, wait, did you buy that or did you steal it when it's in your cart with no bag? Right. So it's, yeah. It's very tough. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those businesses. But yeah, I, I, I just wondered if you knew her or not because yeah, she's very do. nice. and She is. Yeah. So a Winco, I mean, is that something you wanted to do? Did you go there because Troy? How did all that work out um, at first? I went there because they had amazing pay. Um, we already had benefits through them. You can't double up on your benefits if you're married there, which is kind of weird. But, I mean, if you pay into it, why not, right? Right. But they don't do that. So they did pay really well. And for Redding, I mean, that was – it was an amazing job. And at the time – when I got into it, I was like, you can make a career out of that if you want to. You know what I mean? They'll, and I already had a college degree, so I was like, that's a big deal there. They're like, oh, we'll move you up. We'll move you up, you know, because even if you don't know anything, you went to college. So they're very much like that is very attractive to them. So they right. put you in like this training program. You do all the team building activities and <laughs> you're just like, okay. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things I learned at Winco and um, a majority of things that I will never do in my own business. So, mm. but it's very corporate and we're not the same. You know right. what I mean? And I would never bring that into, into what I have now. So at the time when I started, I'd say the first 10 years, it was an amazing job. I loved it. I was always good at it. Like if you went in there and said, who's cinnamon, they would have been like, oh my gosh, cinnamon makes the sandwiches. She does this. She makes all the trays. She does all the catering stuff. She decorates the cakes. People would know. Yeah. But at the end, um, it was not a great job. And I just was tired of it. Tired of the people, tired of the whole thing. So it's a very busy place. It is busy. I don't shop there personally because you get the discount of Sprouts, but I just oh, find myself cool. being I love, like, I love Sprouts. Sprouts <laughs> is great. Shout out to Sprouts. But I also love, I mean, I went there today and you go in at any time. It's just, it's relaxing. Like it's yeah, not, it's not like, oh my gosh, I got to hurry up and get my stuff. And you know what I mean? And there's tons of people and you got to work around them yep. and kids are screaming. I mean, you're going to have that occasionally because it's a public place. Right. But I've never had that when I've been in there, but. Yeah. yeah. Um, Winco, I used to shop only at Winco when I worked there, and I have not shopped there since I left. Wow. It almost gives me anxiety to go in that place. I feel like somebody's going to grab me and make me go to work. <laughs> I, I could see that, though, because I hear there is a lot of, like, I hate to say lifers, but there's a lot of, like, lifers there. There's a lot of people that have been there it for so be a place long. That you can spend your life in. You could, for sure. Um, it, when Ron was our manager, who you met, yeah. he ran it differently. And it was like, he was very inspirational. He was very much like, hey, we're a team. And then we got somebody new and he's younger. He's very black and white rules are rules. And it's very corporate. And he came in with a agenda, you know, to get rid of people I felt like that had been there a long time to break up what Ron had built. And it just didn't go over well. And then it just kind of, every it imploded and everybody just sort of, I'm going to turn you in to save myself and you know what I mean? And then you get all this drama and you're just like, why am I here? Right. There was one day when I literally was like, I don't think I'm going to come back from lunch. And I've never done that. I mean, I am a, a lifer in jobs. I stay 10 years, you know what I mean? 16 years. And I was just like, to the point where I was like, I don't want to go back in. Literally sit in my car thinking about leaving. And that's... Yeah, when you get to that spot, yeah, you know. That's when you're like, I got to go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you just kind of know for yeah. sure. I mean, glitz and glam aside, what's the toughest part of running the small business? And glitz and glam as in like the KRCR coverage or you guys getting recognition for donations or just winning awards. I mean, besides that, what is the toughest part of running uh, Good Times? I think that 
toughest part for me is when somebody is not happy and they write that review about you on there without even, you know, talking to anybody. They just throw something up there that we, and it literally is like somebody punched you in the gut and you're just like, oh, and it's, it's not that I'm upset with them. I'm upset with myself because I couldn't fix it. And so that's the hardest thing. Like I literally will sit there and think for 10 minutes before I respond about how to respond, what to say, what's the right thing to do, how do I fix it, you know what I mean? I want, I'll write it, I'll erase it, I'll rewrite it. A lot of times it's through Messenger because people seem to like Messenger. People they love Facebook. They don't want to call you on the phone, right? Right. And you get one of those and you're just like, oh, or they write you like a Google review, which, you know, Google reviews I'm not really, Not fond of. I'm not, and I'm just, a lot of it's like they get some kind of points or something to get gift cards, so they just throw up a one-star review with nothing, and you're just like, okay, well, what can I do? You know, how do I fix that? Because you didn't even write anything. Or somebody wrote one about we were hanging pictures up when we first bought it, and there weren't that many, and that our decor didn't match. But the whole thing of Good Times is it's not supposed to match. It's supposed to be like eclectic collection of everything in the world like red robin used to be right that's yeah. our goal is just to have different stuff for everybody to look at okay so that and then oh gosh probably all the stupid tax things that you have to do you know what i mean all oh, i'm those, sure especially now yeah extra paperwork stuff that's not my favorite part but part I, of the gig it's part of the deal yeah yeah for sure <coughs> I, I feel like it's kind of an odd question, but I feel like Troy will give me shit if I don't kind of go. He wanted me just to like to dig into you, and I don't know you all too well. I, I know you well enough, but I mean, what? And this kind of goes back to the five jobs question, but like, what makes you tick? What makes you like still get out of bed and feel like you need two jobs? I mean, like, <laughs> like seriously, like how? Like why? Why do you think that's there personally? I mean, no one knows you better than you. Uh, I don't know. I think like I've always been. Praise for working hard, right? And so not that I'm looking for praise, but in my mind, that's like, that's what you got to do. You know what I mean? You got to keep going. You're not supposed to have, I have a hard time with my brain too, like idle time for me. Like it's not yeah. either I'm asleep or I got to tell you, I watch those stupid housewife shows because they're brainless, right? right? And that's the only time I can like shut off my, and Troy's like, why do you watch this crap? And I'm like, <laughs> Because it's just like stupid, right? right. You don't got to think. No, and just and those watch. Are my, those are, and then I'll watch um, the crime shows. But even that, I'm like thinking, oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I have a hard time not doing. So why that is, I, I, I don't know. Do <laughs> you think you'll ever outgrow it or, or get to a point where I don't you're, think like so. one day you're just gonna hit that wall? I mean, some people one day that's how people retire. They just get to a certain age. They're like, no, I'm done. I don't and they're think like so. actually done. I like. Ugh. I was like trying to volunteer at Haven Humane, but that was in the middle of COVID. And so they kept shutting down like where you go take the class. You have to take like a dog behavior class before you can be with the dogs. So because of COVID, they're like, oh, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And so I tried like six times. And then I was like, when am I going to do that? <laughs> yeah. But I'm always like looking for something. I don't know what it is. And it's not that I need the money or I don't have anything else to do. I just... My, I got to find something to fill my time. I think it's because my kids are getting older too. Mm. So Nolan's 16 and he's my last one. And I'm thinking like, when I don't have to drive these two around and do this stuff for them and feed them and you know what I mean? I, I have to have a time filler, I guess. Yeah. 
Maybe you could spend that at your your coffee bar, which yeah. is kind of like your. Like, Troy's got his real bar, his alcohol bar, and then you have the very nice coffee bar. I'm a coffee <laughs> fanatic, so I love the coffee, coffee bar is awesome. I, I every time I go in the place, I'm just like, man, this coffee bar is so sick. <laughs> well, what's your favorite kind of like f- flavor coffee over there? Um, well, I love Black Rose. I used to drink Starbucks until I found Black Rose. Same. And there's nothing like them. It's um, phenomenal. That peanut butter one. Ecstasy. Oh my god. Yes. Gosh. That's my favorite. Thank you. Yes. That's the best. Coffee. I get it with oat milk, half sweet with an extra shot. Oh, gosh. And I could have it every day. Yeah. I, I'd gain way too much weight, but I could have it every day. I love them. I love that everything's like a candy bar. You can drink it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. But it doesn't taste, it's not like so sweet like a no. Starbucks or a Dutch Bros. And it's organic coffee. Like it actually wakes you up. It's not right. just like a, a milkshake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, the ecstasy is phenomenal. That I'm is, glad you said that. That that's, is my favorite. That's my favorite too. Ever. That's probably their best one. That's yeah. got to be. And then I'll get cold brew if I have to go to Starbucks, which is weird because it's like bitter. and. But sometimes I like that. You know what I mean? Sometimes I need just the, but from, I don't know. Starbucks just doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> yeah. What's well, so mass produced and, and so is. just, you know, it's like, where do you guys get your beans? Like, how do you do the grounds? Yeah. Like, it's just so corporate. Yeah. You know, and Tori is just, that is like her life dream. And to see somebody do that, like, I will do whatever to support that dream. Just like Troy. Right. I think Tori and Troy, if you talk to them, they have a lot of the same insecurities about themselves. If you really talk to her and you really talk to him, it's weird because they're very... I, I can attest. Mm-hmm. I got them, I think, on the podcast in the same month, which was like a huge... I literally was chasing the Black Rose like podcast for like a whole year. Like I would always show up with the dogs. I would always just kind of wait. come on. Just wait. <laughs> and, and not that I asked them and they said no or anything, but I just feel like, okay, I have to be like a loyal enough customer. It's like this weird, like almost insecure thing. And so I finally got to a point where I'm like, okay, I, I have a certain amount of guests. I'm getting certain business owners on. Maybe they'll say yes. And then the first time I asked, you know, her and Cassidy, like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. It took a little bit of convincing, yeah. you know. No, it, they did a great one. I listened to it. Their enthusiasm for that. Yeah, is, they were awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you led them right into what they love to talk about and they just couldn't stop. You know what I mean? Because they're just, <laughs> right. they love it. And that's, that's what you want to see. And that's Troy. So uh, she always kind of says she worries about failing and says the same thing and I was just like you guys are must be related right <laughs> well because I mean he told me a story and like I, I always listen to what Troy has to say because I, I feel like the guy knows what the hell he's talking about he was saying that um when he had the opportunity to buy the business from Jeanette was that her name mm-hmm. uh he was literally just like staring at the ceiling just like that till like three or four in the morning. He mm-hmm. said he's not a big sleeper guy anyway. Can't sleep. I can sleep anywhere and he can't sleep at all. <laughs> and you were just like, you basically rolled over and told him like, put up or shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, if you've been thinking about this since you're eight years old and you know what I mean? What's you're so the, hard about it? You're the ultimate pizza man. You've worked at every pizza place in town. Do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Right. And look at it now. He just, he's <laughs> ultra confident with a side of, doubt but that's every successful person in the way i feel like you have to find a way to um like jimmy Iovine. he's a, a music industry executive he's really well known for like his relationship with dr dre he helped make the okay. beats by dre headphones with dr dre right. and he was saying that one thing he learned early in his life is that you have to learn how to harness your fear and let it push you from behind not get in front of you and block you from I what you're I trying to look Troy at from behind <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's something everyone has to have though you know yeah. it sounds like you have it he has it I, I like to think i'm developing it you know I'm, I'm still a young guy but yeah it's definitely a thing where you got to learn to 
have it push you from behind into into the pool, basically. You right. know, you can't just sit there and stare at the water forever. You got to get yeah, in eventually. You got to swim. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. What are your thoughts on the four guys on a Saturday podcast? I mean, you're you're an oh. avid listener. You tune in every week. You always comment. I don't know if you listen all the way through to all of them. Most of them, unless I have to take Nolan somewhere or pick Nolan up, you know, because he's at football. So sometimes in the middle of that, it's over and I got to go get him. So I won't listen to the whole thing. But I mean, they're hilarious and they have fun. And whenever they want to talk about, that's fine. I wish some of the stories Troy would not tell about me, but <laughs> he does say that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, can we not? Maybe that's why I listen, just to hear what he's going to say. Because some of them, I'm like, don't tell that story. You know what I mean? I right. hate some of them. I'm like, don't retell it. But he does. So I think it's funny. I, Robert, um, he is amazing with his United Shasta, but yeah. I think it's hard for him to be on it because sometimes it's a little raunchy. And I think he, I mean, you know, you, he's trying to help a grandma fix her gate. You know what I mean? And right. then he, she's like, oh, there's Robert and listens to the podcast. And then it's, it's cussing or it's whatever. Right. And so maybe grandma doesn't like that. And then she thinks <laughs> maybe Robert's not who she thought he was, which he totally is exactly who she thinks he is. But right. I can understand that's the only thing. So Maybe it's because it's on Facebook. I think if they could get on more platforms, they would definitely get more listeners. I bug Joe so much. I, one day it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I know exactly how to do it. It would take no more than 15 minutes. I'm like, dude, like, just please, please let me help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like more people would definitely, even some of my friends, if I go on there or, you know, because they like Troy and stuff, they're like, I'd listen to it, but it's on Facebook, man. Right. Like, I'm not going to go to Facebook. Yeah, fa Facebook's for old people. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, I, there's like a Facebook image of them because they're all involved in different things. And I think the, that draws maybe the wrong people for them to listen to, you know, so yeah. people just kind of tune out. So if they could find their audience, I think it would be take off huge. But right now I think it's like, and they kind of walk like a weird fine line between like, hey, I, I'm Joe that owns Bright's Engraving and I'm doing this raunchy podcast about, you know what I mean? Right. So, and then... Troy's mouth is all over the place, so you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you bring up the fact that they say it's raunchy, and, and Robert even mentioned that on the podcast mm -hmm. I did with them. He was like, you know, I there's times I don't show up, not because I don't mess with the guys, because I do mess with them, but it's just, uh, you know. It's an image for it, him. It's an image, but at the same time, I mean, me personally... I just don't think it's that bad. I really, it's I, not that bad. I, it's not, not that. Me. It could be so much worse than it is. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like, there, but I understand. There is somebody who's going to be eighty years old that's going to hear that and go, "Oh my goodness," you know what I mean, and turn right. it off or whatever. So, but you can offend anybody anywhere, anytime. It's for cancel anything. culture right now. Yes, it's yeah. Anything you say can be used against you in the court of public <laughs> yeah, opinion. No kidding. Yeah, it, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah, for sure. What comes next for you and good times and whatnot? I mean, is there oh. is there any time you think you're going to stop? Is this like a forever thing? I mean, I think what comes like, next? Well, Troy would love to open a second one, but I'm not super huge on that. Just because I think if we did open a second one, it would be something that we'd have to build from the ground up. Because there's nothing like what we have now. And I wouldn't want to like pack us into something small and try to make it work. Or... You know what I mean? We're a place that needs banquet rooms and birthday parties and that kind of thing. And I think I can't think of a location that would fit that right now for me. Right. <clears throat> and then it would have to be like a great spot because we'd have to split up. 
And then you're talking about splitting up your crew, splitting Troy and I up, you know what I mean? And that kind of takes away from what good times is, in my opinion. It's like a gathering I think place. so, too. And I think it's better yeah. to be great and have one location and have it be what people want it to be than try to do another one and maybe not come all the way through with what the original one was, you know? And that's all cool for people that can do that and good for them. But I just don't know if we're ready to do that. I think Troy would like to just do events eventually and let Gabrielle take over the pizza shop itself and have us just use the food trailer and do events. Like that would probably be his dream. And (laughs) events are the biggest pain in the world. I can't even express how much work goes into those and people have no idea. And they're like, hey, can you roll up and serve pizza to 50 people and like and you're like when is this oh two hours you know what i mean right. nobody has any clue of tomorrow how much. Yeah, yeah you got to order for it you got to staff for it you got to make the stuff so people don't know they think we're just like a rolling pizza wagon right just shows up they don't understand the ins and outs yeah yeah a pizza robot just puts it out there and throws it out where here we are so yeah it's that might happen soon but <laughs> we'll see hopefully i mean hopefully not you know for in my case in your guys's i mean you know you need the people there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'll never have a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Is there anything you guys want to expand, like, as far as good time? I mean, you guys' walls are packed. Do you have, like, a, a that music jukebox thing you can yeah. only find in bars, which is cool? I feel like that's kind of underutilized. I wish people use that more because it's, like, every artist you could ever think of is yeah. on there. But, I mean, is there anything you guys want to do with what you have now expanding? Or are you guys kind of at capacity with stuff? I mean, h- I how are you know, guys feeling about that? I mean, I would like to make that lawn area to where it had outside seating to where you could fence it off and people could go outside and like play cornhole and you know what I mean but that would have to be where they can take their beer with them because people are attached to their beer so it would have to be fenced off which is a whole thing with the county we'd have to figure out if that's even feasible Um, we definitely need more parking but we don't have anywhere to put them so it's, I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah. It's always packed. Always with there employees and or customers that I'm like, man, I'd love to buy that and turn it into a parking lot or, you know what I mean? Hang on to it for something someday to make a little good time or something. You know what I mean? I don't right. know. Cause in Palisadro, there's not a lot for kids to do. And in my mind, it would be cool if they had like a big arcade kind of deal. Cause ours is small and yeah, they can go in there and have fun, but it's not like, you know, something where they could play like miniature golf and do all those kind of things. I think like if I could expand in any way, that would be super cool. Yeah. But where we're at, we can't really do much more. Maybe we can remodel the kitchen. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I just have one or two more questions for you. And then I, we both got to get out of here. But um, Troy mentioned on the podcast I did with him and actually got kind of choked up about it, about how you quit what you were doing to help him follow his dream. Yes. Has it been everything you thought it'd be? Has it been? I think it's been more than what I thought it would be. I had no idea when we bought it, like the financials of it, what it would be, the customers that come and go, the draw that we get from Reading and outside areas now. I mean, originally we bought it, that was the pizza place in Palisadro. Maybe you got dinner there because it was convenient. But now... We have people that come far to eat there. You know what I mean? Like they come all the way from Reading to come out and they could eat at any given pizza place in Reading. There's ama- there's a couple amazing ones that, I mean, Smokehouse Pizza, if you ever had that on Hartnell, it's not open. Oh, oh you got to try Never that one. It. It's not open as long. The hours are short. The okay. pizza is amazing. And there's Mountain Mike's. 
you know, I mean, there's right. round table, there's all these, and these people drive all the way out to go to good times. That's crazy to me. Cause I mean, like it's a drive. People come from Anderson and there's West side pizza and players and round table there and they'll come all the way from Cottonwood. And yeah. so for that, that we got that kind of reach with people that like we have impacted people that much blows me away every time. I'm like, you came all the way from where to eat here, you know, yeah. like that's flattering that you would drive that far to eat the pizza at our place when you could pass five pizza places to get here. So yeah, <laughs> that I never expected. You're a mom of three kids. Yes. You've done five jobs at once, college degree, helped your husband follow his dreams. You have your Hellcat. Oh, yeah. You have your farm. <laughs> you guys have beautiful property in Bella Vista. Is there anything left that you haven't done that is a bucket list thing or just a checklist in your life? Or is this like, I hate to say this is the peak because I, I feel like no one ever really wants to feel like they peaked. Right. But I mean, do you have everything you've ever wanted? Is there something that you're still kind of chasing? I mean, what kind of motivates Cinnamon? In 2021? Uh, oh, gosh. I don't think there's anything else I need. I'm sure there's things that I would like to do. Like, if I could have an animal rescue place, I would love that. Like, if I could have a doggy daycare at my house, I would love that, too. I mean, who doesn't want to play with dogs all day, you know? <laughs> I would bring my two, but I would also just hang. I'd be like, all right, you guys go. Like, I'll just hang. Yeah, that yeah. would be like, I mean, but those are things that are like, oh, that sounds super cool. But will it happen? Probably not. But, you know, I've got my dogs. I've got my animals. That's a good enough dream. If I can go volunteer at Haven Humane and help somebody do that. But I don't know. I just keep going because that's what you do. You get up every day and you keep going because if you stop, then what are you doing? Just hanging out? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can just hang out. I don't know if it's possible. Unless we're on vacation, then maybe. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, that leads perfect. This is my last one. What is, I don't want to say the wildest because I'm sure there's been you know, you and Troy have done stuff where it's like, it's not for public, but like, what's like the, the funnest or craziest thing you and your husband have ever done that you're just like, man, remember that time when we, remember that time in the nineties, remember that time when, <laughs> when Gab was young or well, what's like one in particular that you wouldn't mind oh sharing. Gosh. That's just like, man, that night I will never forget. Or that date, that event. We've done so many things. I can't even, we went to Vegas and we're going to do the, um, Troy will kill me for telling this story, but we were going to do the zip line above Fremont Street. Mm. Super excited. I was like, yes, we're going to do that. And Troy doesn't like heights, but he went up there and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for you. And then he got to the top and we were going to do it Superman instead of sitting down. And he was under the impression we were going to sit. So he left. Mm. He was like, I'm not doing it. So I did it without him. Wow. <laughs> but was it fun? It was super fun. Like awesome. I totally, everybody should do it. If you push off, you go even faster. Troy doesn't like... Roller coasters, heights, those are all my things. I love all that. But if Troy drives my car fast, I'm like, slow down. It's really weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, after that, we went to the Eiffel Tower thing in Las Vegas, the pretend Eiffel Tower. And Troy went all the way to the top and stood up there, even though he was petrified. And I'll never forget that because he hates heights. And then I was like looking at him. He was hanging onto the side of the building. <laughs> and he's like, are you done? Because you can go look out at the whole city. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh, you can see everything. And thinking like how amazing it was. And I turned around. And I was like, oh, shit, you're scared. So he was like up against the wall. But he did it. Even after all that other stuff of not wanting to be around. So I'll probably never forget that one that he went up there and did that even though he hated every second of it. <laughs> yeah. Seeing Troy scared would be hilarious. I'm, I'm not even going to oh, lie. Bridges. I, Bridges and heights, not his thing. 
I the bridge thing I get. I'm not a big San Francisco guy. I don't like either bridge. It is because there's way too many movies where it's like a prop. Yeah. You know, like like that one movie with the rock that came out a few years ago where oh, like yeah. there's like the earthquake or whatever and it's like swaying and then it just You're all, is breaks. It fall? I don't and I'm like, it. this place is gonna break, you know? And yeah. It's built 70, 80 years ago, and you know the color over the rust. It's just very just it's eerie. You know what I mean? And once you're in the city, you're like, Phew. Yeah. You know, but it's that's it's, him driving over that bridge every time. Oh, there's something about it for sure. Well, thank you for coming on. I oh, appreciate it very much. Me. This was very cool. I, I hope that people listening and, and Gavin Shore, I know they're going to listen. I hope they, they got to know something about you or maybe they, they knew it about you, but I hope people learn something about that you. That I exist, right? Yeah. We knew Troy had a wife, but nobody knows who she is. <laughs> and I appreciate you letting me be the first person to interview you and stuff oh, like that and have a conversation. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is very cool. If you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I'll be back here next week and have a great day. I'll see you later.